Hi, I'm Mijan, and this is the audio edition of my tiny love letter titled Field Notes. At the moment, it's back to school time for me as an educator, a cultural worker, and also a mom. Um, And there's this ritual that I do as far back as when I was an executive director of a media arts organization. Um, Basically, I believe in openings and closings. So in our Friday team meetings, we would start with highs, lows, and angels. I don't remember exactly where I got this from. Uh, However, I do know that my academic mentor, Jackie, Dr. Jacqueline Eresa, um, she had rituals. She was like a huge, huge, huge uh, believer in rituals. And so we would check in at the beginning of each class. We had a class chronicler who would scribe basically the high points of uh, what we learned, what we experienced. We always had music and food. And then we would have a checkout before we would leave. And so I think that's what happens basically when you have an anthropologist who becomes a marriage family therapist, who then becomes an academic and an educator. Uh, And you can see the influences that she had and has still to this day on me. Um, At any rate, so these practices morphed into my highs, lows, and angels with food always and checkouts. And I think because I've been steeped in a lot of work, um, especially with the New Mexico Women of Color Nonprofit Leadership Initiative uh, with Black, Indigenous, and women of color, and the practice of highs, lows, and angels has become highs, lows, and ancestors. So here are mine since the last tiny love letter that I wrote. Uh, The lows basically was this summer of 2020, super painful, um, and no other way really to describe that. Uh, So instead of sharing things and thought bubbles and social media posts and all that kind of stuff, I intentionally and very importantly, I unapologetically and with zero need for, I would say actually the first time in my life, zero need to narrate in real time or offer any explanations I just took time out, (laughs) like I put myself on a timeout. Highs, though, at the exact same time, because life, um, I had really, really, really rich aspects to the summer season. I got a chance to connect back to my writing practice um, while simultaneously growing alongside this new community of prolific international folk artists and futurists through a digital residency because somebody from my uh, professional past um, at the Banff Center in Canada, uh, the amazing Jerry, he dreams up some of the most worthwhile schemes, I swear, and then he thinks to include me regardless of how put together I am. (laughs) Like, I don't have another way to say (laughs) I was not my polished self uh, this summer. The fact that I hustled Rashan, my creative collaborator, into this residency, oh my God, just what a huge gift and honor amplified. Um, And then also, I would say uh, one of the surprise huge gifts of, of the summer season is that for decades, I am not exaggerating, for decades, I have tried to establish these should do sort of rituals, or I really want to do daily rituals and habits as a creative and then just as a person. And I just, I really could never carry it forward. 
until this summer. I lucked out and I figured out how to devise a daily creative gratitude habit. Um, And so right now I'm like so excited. I'm crushing out on it because I'm actually in the middle of teaching other artists and writers uh, what works for me and I'm getting great feedback from them. I, yeah, it's always wonderful. It's like this yeah, surprise pleasure when something works in my own practice or life, and then I I, I teach it, I share it out, and it works uh, really well for other people. So from that restored place and space, I feel good about, ta-da, starting two new fellowships and two new communities of practice. Yes, I am the fellowship queen. It's uh, one of those things, I actually, I, I'm writing a book right now, and one of the amazing narrators who's uh, a great, um, renowned in my book, uh, prolific cultural worker and documentarian, she, she, <laughs> she was laughing at me because she said, Mijan, I mean, is that like your version of life makeover, doing all these fellowships and residencies and cohorts? And yes, that is the size of it. So uh, basically what it means is that it's the avenue that I have figured out. It's one of the ways that supports me to stay my best curious self, experiment in uh, kind environments and communities, and grow work and relationships that feel relevant. Like, I don't have another... That's my my formula. That really is it. Um so, okay, so now for announcements. Um, I'm co-hosting my first podcast. I mean, I guess you could kind of say this is a podcast. However, really, for the record, this is my audio version of my tiny love letter. Um, it's just easier and faster to to just speak it out to you all. Plus, I, I'm recognizing I want to make sure people who uh, may not have um, access to sight um, or to the same level of literacy skills, have an ability to, you know, to engage and that I can connect. So, uh, yeah, so I'm co-hosting my first podcast with Rashan, and I am beyond <laughs> excited. Um, also, this month of September, this back-to-school season, marks my fifth year leading the New Mexico Women of Color Nonprofit Leadership Initiative. And... Um, it's a bittersweet feeling because it's clearly still needed. Um, society is not there. And what do I mean by there? Where? Where is that there? It's the spot where Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities are trusted enough to lead our own organizations with dignity. Um, yeah, I don't have a bittersweet. That's the only emotional word, I think. I can use the English language doesn't really have a word to describe what I feel and what I, it has words to describe how I, I think about it, which is obviously anger and frustration. And also, so anger and frustration at a society that is unequal, joy and gratitude, huge immense gratitude that there are these women, self-identified women, self-identified black, indigenous and women of color who are dedicating their, their lives, like literally, not even like, literally, they're committed and they have committed their professional lives to sovereignty and liberation for everybody. Um, so yeah, so this is the fifth year into that. 
Uh, This month also marks the beginning of a new learning community seed that I've been tending to super quietly this summer, and it is dedicated exclusively to artists, writers, and cultural workers' holistic development. Um, I think that uh, uh, there should be a link that I can provide where uh, folks can check it out and see if it resonates with them. Um, Also, I'm publicly moving into a new identity as a philanthropist um, alongside other national intergenerational Black leaders. It's a giving circle combined with a wisdom cipher and only, wait for it, it's 100% only for Black people funding Black early-stage education initiatives. It's something that the 4.0 schools uh, has put forward. The CEO has a great um, article. that It's been written up on Fast Company, and I'm part of the inaugural cohort. Um, and it's called the 4.0 Angel Syndicate, and that's what's up. I'm so excited. And then lastly, I'm just watching my... I'm proudly, and I'm getting super emotional. <laughs> I'm proudly watching... Um, my daughter, handle her dreams. Uh, This is college admission season, and she's handling it with such great organization and singular clarity. Uh, This is our our magical last year together in this way. Like, who knows, right? Like, (laughs) I don't know what is happening with the future. However, as we see it, it's, it's in this particular container, it's our last year together. And uh, she's really organized and she's not messing around um, because she's that magical. I'm talking about Excel spreadsheets and a project management program and calendar invites to alumni from schools that she uh, is applying to, like just an entire supportive team all pulling for her to go to and thrive at the college of her dreams and her choice. So this year is our victory lap together and all the aunties are showing up and they're sharing their professional and life wisdom with her. Uh, And before I forget, of course, my son, Isaiah, AKA Mr. International, he safely returned home. I think more mature. I mean, it really seems that way. Um, from his six-month study abroad in Amsterdam. And through all of those travel challenges, I have to give a huge shout-out to my sister friend, my kids call her Aunt T. She was the one who kept me sane. I mean, when we talk about, like, it takes a village, (laughs) I think it took a whole region to, uh, yeah, to help this family move through definitely the last six months. And I think I need to shout out just the, yeah, I am like super emotional the entire time that I've been a single parent. Um, I think it's part of what makes me effective in leadership development um, and and professional development is, is I know how to bring teams together and get folks uh, really moving through the highs, the lows, and everything in between on a journey to uh, a prized and sweet destination. And then I'm going to close this one out with uh, ancestors. My ancestor, who I hold so uh, 
so dearly. Um, Claudia Jackson, she was my second mama. And she came to me and her biological daughters at the exact same time, three months, I think it was to the day after she passed away. She came to us in the dream world this summer uh, to let us know that she's just fine. And I mean, in my dream, she was just fine. Like, she was so great. She was wearing a black mini skirt. She had the best haircut that I have ever seen her. And she was talking about, let's go to the club, Mijan. So all I can say is that, you know, when I look at the strong spirits who surround me, um, they prove to me once again, Claudia Jackson especially proves to me that my ancestors are so fly. So happy new school year, y'all. Uh, and P.S., Let's find each other on Instagram. I really am nowhere else, uh, yeah, on social media. And I'm coming back. I'm coming back to Instagram. Um, yeah, it's September. It's back to school time. So I look forward to hearing from you all. I believe there's some sort of way, maybe I can write a note, where you can drop me a line, obviously, in reply to my written tiny love letter, um, and also you can, I think, leave a voice message for me now. So do that. I want to hear what, um, you're excited about for the new school year, your new learning year, and, um, and maybe what's changing, like what's super close in your heart, or maybe you just want to remember someone who passed away and, and came to you maybe with a feeling or, or a dream. I don't know. Okay. I look forward to connecting with you all the next time. Uh, uh.